Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 17th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We've gone through a few parables. Right now, we're dealing with the parable of the rich fool. I introduced you to this parable yesterday. We're going to continue to flow in the same vein today. We're learning that your confidence cannot be in money. Put that in the chat. My confidence is not in money. My confidence is in God. So uh, we, we got to have our heart right where money is concerned. So when we're talking about this, uh, this rich fool and things that we can learn from the life of the rich fool. Well, there's so many things we can learn. I'm about to give you the title here in a minute, but I'm saying we, we can learn that, that uh, money is an excellent servant, but a poor master. We can learn that we're supposed to be a conduit of kingdom finance. We can put that in the chat. I'm a conduit of kingdom finance that we're on this planet. God puts stuff in our hands and he gives it to us. Remember the parable of the talents according to our ability to manage. So the, the more you manage what you have, the more God can give you more. And then, but when he puts more in your hand, he expects you to fund his projects all over the world. It's not just for you. It's not just for you. So you got to be prayerful concerning, Lord, how much of this is bread for eating so I can enjoy it? How much of this is seed for sowing to advance your kingdom plans and purposes? And the more you sow, the more you reap, the more, and then you, once again, how much of this, right? And then you have bread for eating. You guys can enjoy it. Seed for sowing, you sow it. And then it's continually, for you to get a continued harvest, you got to continue to sow seed. And so it's the principle of seed, time, and harvest. I teach, I've taught on this before, and I hope that you're ready for this teaching. So this is part 79 of the series on the parables. And the title of today's message is Mastering Money with a God-Centered Heart. Put in the chat, I can master money because my heart is centered on God. Get ready for the word. So let's get into it for this morning. My heart is centered on God. God is the center and the circumference of my life. And so it's my heart, my life is all about God. It's not about me. It's all about him. All right. So before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. This is a scripture we've been looking at all year because we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So the text says, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us into dry hearts. Are drenched again. So we, what we want is no dry areas in, in our lives. We want our hearts to be fresh, to be pliable, to be open to God, to whatever God wants to do. So if there's any area of our life that's dried up, this is a season where the Holy Spirit will help us be drenched again in the Spirit. Say amen to that. So Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21 is the parable of the rich fool. But I need to give you verses 12 through 13, I mean, 13 through 15 to give you the context. So here's the context first. The Bible says, someone in the crowd came to Jesus and said, teacher, tell my brother to divide his inheritance with me. Now, we don't know what he did with his part of the inheritance. I don't know. But anyway, he wants some of that money that his brother has. And Jesus replied, well, why are you appointing me a judge or an arbitrator? Don't get me involved in your mess. But he said this, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. He was like, I sense that you're just greedy. You took yours and now you want some of his. Life does not consist of the abundance of possessions. That's the context. And now here's the parable. So he told him a story. 
He said, the ground of a certain rich man, this man owned a lot of land and the ground kept producing bumper crops. I mean, it was just like produce. And the man had so much stuff and so much money that he said, what shall I do? I have no place to store all my crops. So he said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I have barns, but I'm going to go build bigger barns. So the Lord was seeing to it that it produced crops and he had so much stuff that some of that was for him. Some of that, he was supposed to be a blessing to other people, but he missed the point. So instead of blessing, he wanted to hoard. He was hoarding where he should have been blessing. Put in the chat, I, I will be a blessing where I'm not going to be a hoarder, right? And so matter of fact, let me pause right there and say, God does bless his people with lots of things. And from time to time, it is good for you to check your heart in this area. Like some people have so much stuff that sometimes you just need to check and go through all the stuff that you have and say, Lord, is this all mine? Like, I mean, do I need to keep all of this or is this a portion of this? Do I need to give it away? And, and you know, we need to pray about that because there's certain times where we just have too much stuff. Like, I mean, God just blesses us and we need, we need to be in a position to be a blessing to other people. Say amen to that. If that's you, if God convicted or pricked your heart, you pray about it because there's some things that we need to let go and just be a blessing to other people. So he said, this is what I'm going to do. Instead of giving away, I'm just going to build bigger barns. And so once I get to that point, I have so much surplus grain that I'm going to say to myself, <laughs> he said, I, I'm going to say to myself, man, I'm going to walk over to the mirror and say to myself, hey, man, you did a good job. You have so much stuff. Now it's time for you to take it easy. Just eat and drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This night, your soul will be demanded of you. Then who's going to get all this stuff that you stored up for yourself? And Jesus says, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves. They're rich, but they're not rich towards God. Verse 21, that was verse 21. Let me read verse 21 to you in the New Living Translation. It says, a person is a fool who stores up earthly wealth, but doesn't have a relationship with God. Verse 21, Message Bible. It says, that's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. So what does this mean for you today? So this past Sunday, my pastor, my spiritual father, Tony Brazelton, um, he was preaching and he mentioned this parable. He also mentioned Ephesians 4 and 28 that I'm going to read for you in a minute. And so as I was meditating on that, that's what led me to go down the road of this parable and I asked the Lord, Lord, can I teach on this parable this week? He was like, yeah, go do it. And so as I go down this road, a lot of what I'm going to share today was based on what I was gleaning from Pastor Tony on Sunday. So let's get into it. I have two things. I, I, re I really had three things but three things was just too much for you. It was too much. So uh, I'm only going to give you two tomorrow. That third point that I already have written out, I'll deal with that tomorrow. But I have two things to share with you this morning, and I want you to open up your heart to receive. Now, this is where I need you to be focused. Put in the chat, I'm ready to receive. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. Your heart need, needs to be single. Say single. Your heart needs to be single or clear where money is concerned. So let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Ephesians chapter four and verse 28. I'm gonna read it to you from the Passion Translation and the New Living Translation. Ephesians four and 28, 
The Passion Translation says, if any of you has stolen from someone, never do it again. <laughs> Instead, be industrious. Go out there and earn an honest living, and then you will have enough to bless those in need. The New Living says, if you're a thief, you need to stop stealing. Instead, use your hands to go do some work. Do hard work, good hard work, and then you will be able to give generously to those who are in need. Matthew 6, verses 22 and 23, uh, I'm gonna read it to you from the King James first. The King James says, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if the eye be single, then the whole body is gonna be full of light. But if the eye be evil, then the whole body will be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in the uh, that is in the darkness, how great is going to be that darkness? So even if the light tries to penetrate, it's going to be dark, and it's so dark that you won't even be able to see it because your eye is not single. So the Passion Translation says it this way. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. But if your heart, if that only happens if your heart is unclouded. If your heart is unclouded, then the light can flood in. But if your eyes are focused on money, oh, Verse 23, let me read that again. So the Holy Spirit is giving us light and the light can flood in if our heart is not clouded. Well, how is it going to get clouded? If your eyes are focused on money. He says, if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and the darkness is going to be in its place. How profound would it be uh, with you in darkness because the light cannot enter? So he says, if you live your life focused on money, then your heart is not single towards God. It's clouded. And even when God tries to talk to you, you're not going to hear it because your heart is full, is clouded and the light can't come in. So if your heart is focused on money instead of focused on God, you're not even going to be able to hear God. You're going to be stuck in darkness and there will be re repercussions and ramifications of it. So let me give you a couple of points here on this one. I have an A and a B. A, God blesses you so you can be a blessing. Put that in the chat. I am blessed to be a blessing. God blesses you so you can be a blessing, so you can be in a position to fund kingdom projects all around the world. That's what my heart is focused on. Like, um, I, I, I was raised on welfare. Isabella was raised with no running water, no, no electricity. We already have... have all the things that we ever wanted. I've already driven every car I ever wanted. I mean, like, I mean, that's it. Like life can't be about that. <laughs> Not for us anyway. Anyways, I mean, we have a heart. We want to see, man. We want to see kingdom projects. We want to, we want more schools. We want to impact, have a greater impact. We, I'm like, Lord, give me, I mean, give it to me. If you give it to me, I'm going to give it. Like I, I am a conduit. I want to be a conduit of kingdom finances. I promise you, God, you put it in my hands. Whatever portion you tell me I can keep, that's mine. That's fine. But whatever is not mine, it's going to flow through me. I'm never going to keep something that's not mine. Whatever you put in my hand, that's the kind. I'm saying when you get to that point and you become a conduit of kingdom finance, there's no limit to what God will do in your life. The Apostle Paul in this text, Ephesians 4 and 28, says that, listen, first of all, he said, if you're stealing, stop stealing. I like that. He just kind of slid that one in there for free. Hey, y'all jokers been stealing, stop stealing. He said, you know what? You need to go out there and get a job and go, or, or do something, do some industrious work. And why? So that you can have something to be a blessing to other people. You need to have something in your hand so you could be a blessing to other people. The, the goal of working is not just so you could be, pay your bills. I've told you before when people say, oh, all of these, you know, prosperity preachers, they're trying to get my money. 
Okay. Well, I, I don't know. You know, I, you can accuse me of preaching prosperity. I'm definitely not going to preach the opposite of prosperity. I, I know it's not God's will for you to lose. You know what I mean? I know it's not God's will for you to be in poverty. That's not the will of God at all. And I don't need your money, by the way. Neither does God. That money is a, is a, is a matter of trust between you and God. But the Pope, the purpose here is that when people come to me and say, oh, all I want is enough for me and my family, me and my, I don't want all that money. I don't need all that money. I just want God to give me enough just to pay my bills. You are selfish. If that's how you live, I know that sounds good in your eyes. I know you think that sounds pious, but that is selfish. If all you're focused on is you. Now, here's the problem. The more God gives you, the more you have. Remember I said, God, you can give me all of this. I want to be able to bless. Well, the more you have, the more you have to manage. So some people don't want the headache. Some people don't want the problem. Some people know I don't want all that. I just want to know that is selfish. You got to be open to whatever the Lord wants to do in your life. And if he wants you to fund kingdom projects, you should open up your heart to it. God can give you money with a mission and prosperity with a purpose. Say amen to that. The rich fool in the parable was storing up money, but he wasn't storing up stuff to be a blessing. He was storing up for stuff for himself. He had no intentions of giving any of it to anybody else. He had no intentions of funding kingdom projects all around the world. He was just trying to store up as much as he can for as long as he can, right? And so then God said, you fool, this night is your life required of you. Then who's going to get all the stuff? You can't take it with you. So you got to be, the, the second point here, B, is your heart needs to be clear and clean where money is concerned. Put in the chat, my heart is clear and clean where money is concerned. Jesus said that if your heart is single, single, like single-minded, focused, it will be full of light. When I'm walking with God and God has num God is the number one, I give God the, the highest position in my life. He is my number one priority. My, my eyes will be flooded with light. I'll be able to hear from God. I'll be able to do whatever God tells me to do. But if I'm divided, if my heart is divided, my heart is going to be full of darkness. The Passion Translation says, if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate the darkness. And all you're going to have is darkness. And in that darkness, you won't even be able to see the light when the Holy Spirit is trying to talk to you. Why? Because your heart is fo focused on money instead of being focused on God. So one way, Pastor Tony said this, it was real good. One way to destroy a vision is by giving you another vision. <laughs> because once you have two visions, then you have division, your division, your divided. And a house that's divided, Jesus said, cannot stand. So one of the ways that when you have a heart towards God and you're just like, this is what I want to do, one of the ways that, that Satan can get you to stop living that way is if he can give you another vision and get you focused on something else. And so he wants you to be divided. He wants you to be double-minded where money is concerned. Your heart should be so focused on doing whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do that that is your number one priority. And remember, the more God gives you, the more you have to manage then now you're like, okay, Lord, it all belongs to you anyway. What do you want me to do with this? Everything that comes in, how much of this is seed for sowing? How much of this is bread for eating? Um, we, we have a new CPA. Uh, we just changed people that do our, our, our personal taxes. And, uh, and they were questioning me on how much we give. And I was like, don't worry about that. Like, I mean, that's, that, you know, let, let's leave that alone. I mean, like, I want that number to keep going higher. You don't even need to question that. That if the devil can get you to say, yeah, I love God, like, you know, I love God and I live to give, right? I just said the devil can get you to say, I love God and I live to give. That's what you say outside publicly. But deep down in your heart, you actually have a selfish attitude 
and you say, I love God and I live to give, but you actually have all these other things that you want to do. Now your heart is divided. And remember, the light can't come in. You must have a heart that is open towards God. So the goal of working, Paul is saying, is to live to give, right? Not just to pay your bills, but to have something to be able to give. And when you're not single-minded, when you're double-minded, then the light can't penetrate through it. So going back to this whole thing. So let's say, for example, you and your spouse get together and you say, you know what? Let's, we're going to believe God to be able to give this amount to the church or this amount to a ministry or this amount. Remember, I taught you about four categories of giving. There's tithes, uh, there's tithes and offerings. So tithe is the first 10%. Offering is what you give above and beyond that. And you give that wherever you're being fed. Um, so for a lot of people, that's to your local church. Some people actually give tithes and offerings to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. I guess that's where they're being fed. If that's what you're being fed, that's fine with me. But tithes and offerings, got it. Then there's partnering with ministries. And a lot of people do that with us as well, where you're giving to a ministry that is outside of your local church. And you're partnering with ministries that also are connected to you and, and are being a blessing to you. And then lastly, giving to the poor. You're giving to organizations that you know are giving to the poor. Some people give to us because of that as well, our ministry. So uh, bottom line is you want to be like, okay, you and your spouse get together and you say, okay, let's believe God that this is what we're going to do. And Pastor Tony said that when you say, when you dedicate, you get a word from God and you get excited about this word from God, don't count as strange when all hell breaks loose. So let's say you guys get together and say, I believe the Lord is leading us to give this amount. Now we don't have it. We're just going to make a pledge. We're going to believe God. We're going to give this amount. And you dedicate it unto the Lord. You pray over it. You lift it up like as if you already have it and say, okay, Lord, when this comes in, this is what we're going to do. And as it comes in, this is what we're giving towards this. And you make a pledge, you make a promise. And God said, I'm going to give you the money and all of that. Count it not strange when all hell breaks loose, because the devil is not going to sit back and just let you do that, right? He doesn't want you to fund kingdom projects all around the world. This is why the devil attacks so attacks people that have resources. Because if you have no resources, but you have a heart towards God, the devil's like, Woof, he loves God or she loves God, but he can't do nothing because in this world, the Bible says that money answers all things. And so it's like, okay, well, there's not much he could do without money. So they, the devil won't even focus on you. But if you like, no, this is what I want to do where money is concerned, and now you start, you want to be a conduit of kingdom finance, the devil's going to do everything that he can to get you off of that. So he might uh, try to orchestrate things where now you got to shift money around, where now you got a new need, and now you got to pay this or pay that. Or if he can't get you off of that, we're going to give it, but we're still going to honor the Lord with our promise. If he can't get you on that, then he's going to try to get you with selfish desires. Then, you know, you could be scrolling. Your spouse is just scrolling on Instagram. Ooh, look at that purse. Ooh, look at these shoes. Or let's buy this. Let's buy that. And now you want to buy stuff that you didn't even want to buy before. And now you're trying to, you're taking, you have unnecessary, unexpected expenditures that you were not planning on. And now you have unnecessary spending that the devil is trying to get you to go down all because he doesn't want you to use that money to advance kingdom plan, uh, God's kingdom plans and purposes. And so when you don't, when you're partnered with God, just know that the attacks will come, but your eye has to be focused. Say, I'm going to be focused. If your eye is single, if your eye is focused, it will be flooded with light. You will not be moved by the problems. You will only be moved by the promise. 
And so when God is the center of your life, you have given him first place. You're not like the rich fool. You're not just focused on hoarding and hoarding and hoarding and hoarding. No, you're focused on giving and managing and honoring. And, and Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I be a blessing to other people? Lord, I'm always in a position to give. Lord, my heart is open. All of that. When you're living that way, there's no limit to what God can do. But when you have a divided heart where you're like, oh, I love God, but man, I also want to buy this other stuff. And you have all these desires and you keep spending money on things you don't even need. And now you're wasting God's resources on unnecessary things because the devil has you distracted and you're double-minded. You're not single-minded. You're double-minded. And now you can't even hear the Holy Spirit. Generosity is a kingdom principle. It's a, a principle where you, you should live your heart, or live your life with a generous heart, with a generous spirit. And then when you get to that point, you're going to realize that prosperity is an internal matter. Prosperity is actually a matter of the heart. Once you once your heart is right towards God, there's no limit to what God can put in your hands because you can have stuff because stuff won't have you. You won't ever allow possessions to cause you to lose uh, sight of the purpose. In other words, your heart is single, is focused on purpose. Put in the chat, purpose over possessions. And when you live that way, where I'm living on purpose instead of possessions, then there's no limit to what God will do in your life. Man, I told you I had two things and I'm just now getting to number two. I'm going to try to speed this up, but I told you I have a lot on this. The Holy Spirit can help you recalibrate your heart where money is concerned. Ma Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So we got to recalibrate our hearts where money is concerned. Instead of chasing stuff, we need to chase God. Put in the chat, I chase God. Put in the chat, I don't chase things, I chase God. And watch this, and if I choose to chase God instead of chasing things, God will see to it, Matthew 6 and 33, that things chase me. There are opportunities that will be looking for me because prosperity, put this in the chat, prosperity is a byproduct of seeking God. Prosperity, as I'm seeking God, things will say, seek me. My prosperity is a byproduct of me giving God first place in my heart. Prosperity is a matter of the heart. God takes care of all of my needs. Why? Because I'm spending time with him. So this is what Pastor Tony said on Sunday. Um, if your heart is tempted, like you now you have a matter in your heart where you are being tempted and you realize that your heart is not single and focused and you have temptations uh, to either be distracted by bills or be distracted by selfish desires and not give where, what God is telling you to give, the only way to fix that is by spending time in God's presence. You got to spend time in God's presence because prayer and presence, let me put it that way, prayer and God's presence will help you to recalibrate your heart. And you want your heart to be recalibrated where money is concerned. Because what you don't want is your heart to be clouded so that the light can't come in. If your heart is clouded and you have too many desires and not God, and God is not first place, you won't be able to hear the Holy Spirit. But if you're if you're following God, if you're submitted unto him, if he has first place in your life, then God's blessings always follow obedience. When you're obeying God, when you're submitted unto him in all ways, there's no limit to what God will do. God honors a heart that prioritizes him. So if you're struggling in this area, as I start to wrap this up, you got to pray and spend time in God's presence. Prayer 
and presence will help you to recalibrate your heart. And then the presence of God will bring you clarity. And once you have clarity, then you can walk with God clearly. You know who you are. You know what you're called to do. You know how you're going to be a blessing. You know how much when it comes in, how much you're going to give. You're not going to be moved or swayed by anything else. You're not going to allow unexpected uh, needs or, or, you know, situations to cause you to stop giving. You're not going to allow selfish desires to cause you to stop giving. You're like, nope. We have clarity. We have focus. We're king. We're conduits of kingdom finance. We're, we're not hoarders. We're here to be a blessing. God blesses us. Thank you, Jesus. We're so blessed. We're bet We we have more than we ever imagined we would have anyway. But now we're we're here to be a blessing. And the more that we give, the more God gives unto us. Why? Because our heart is right towards God, and our heart is in our giving. Say Amen to that. Oh man, that was good. This was that was some good teaching today. This is why you need to get my notes. We are mastering money with a God-centered heart. Say my heart is centered on God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life by faith. Say Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I live with a divine alignment with you. My heart is focused on you. I am not swayed by the world's definition of success. My identity is rooted in you. Every resource I receive is a testament of your grace and your favor. I will manage the resources well, and I seek to fund your projects all around the world. My heart is single and focused. I am following your purpose and plan for my life. I reject the temptation to be double-minded. My work is not just for personal gain. I gain so I can be a blessing to other people. I am committed to giving you first, the first of the first, and you will take care of the rest. I navigate through the world's financial systems grounded in your kingdom economy, where giving precedes receiving. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And since I live that way, you cause me to prosper. And living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you're not getting my notes, you get the notes for free. Why wouldn't you get the notes? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. We got to master this area. Your heart needs to be clean and clear. Where money is concerned, you will become a conduit of kingdom finance, and there's no limit to what God will do for you. Just don't get caught up in stuff. Your life is not about stuff. Your life is all about him. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want 
access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.